How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer. Welcome back to the daily news updates for Monday, December the 7th. Uh, I'm going to be recapping the weekend of news. I hope you had a good weekend. Let's jump in here. Uh, first things first, let's talk about Starbreeze. They're in an interesting position. You might recognize this developer slash publisher from their hit franchise, Payday. And uh, two years ago, Starbreeze was actually facing insolvency. They had just released a game called Overkill's The Walking Dead, uh, which was just the textbook definition of a flop. And paired with a horrible management team making questionable investments, the company was doomed to fail. And ever since then, like basically late 2018, the company has been in survival mode. They entered a period of reconstruction, which is a financial recovery program for Swedish businesses. They sold off the rights for games like System Shock 3 and 10 Crowns, tried to get some money back. Uh, perhaps most importantly, they had a management change. And then sadly, they also had to let go of around a quarter of its staff. So here's the good news. Last year, they completed reconstruction, and today we know that most of their creditor debt has been paid off. This means that they're no longer full force in the hole, and they can now put their focus towards making Payday 3 financially successful so that they can continue to operate the company. And you know, they've been optimistic that that is possible because Payday 2 has continued to bring in some necessary funds over the last few years, so they know the IP is strong. So keep your fingers crossed for them. Activision Blizzard have announced that the Call of Duty franchise has brought in $3 billion with a B in revenue over the last 12 months. $3 billion, 12 months from Call of Duty. That's insane. So they're capturing data from that from the yearly entries, right? Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Modern Warfare, as well as Call of Duty Warzone and Call of Duty Mobile. The moves that they made to diversify their portfolio with that franchise has brought in over 200 million people playing at least one of those games in 2020. Now, apparently, here's the interesting bit. The $3 billion from Call of Duty alone is close to equaling the most amount of money that Activision has ever reported in a full year. You know, including all of the other franchises that Activision has. And that's just Activision alone. That doesn't include Blizzard or King. Uh, either way, absolutely insane numbers. They obviously did gangbusters with Call of Duty this year. We'll see if they keep that momentum going. Okay, here's just a wild example of how video games interact with the rest of the world. How it's all connected now. Um, so there's a new Monster Hunter film, if you didn't know. It's recently been released, made by a lot of the same people from the Resident Evil films. And in the movie, there's a soldier who makes a racist joke about Chinese people. And unsurprisingly, this angered those who were watching the film in China. And it has now been totally cancelled from being shown in the country. A lot of people are surprised it ever made it through the censors in the first place. But anyway, as a result of this situation in the movie, people from China have actually gone to review bombing the Monster Hunter World video game on Steam. If you take a look at the charts, it's like as soon as this became a controversy, bunch of negative reviews. And on the surface, it doesn't seem like this should be connected in any way, right? Besides the fact that it shares a name, the people who make the film and the people who make the game are unrelated to each other. Capcom has also publicly distanced themselves from the film. So what's the catch here? Ah, Monster Hunter World is having a tie-in with the movie. Now, would the reviews be there regardless of Capcom's involvement? Probably, but I thought it was interesting to see. And that's something that happened this weekend. Okay, and just to wrap us up here, I have two notes for PC gamers. First of all, The Witcher Enhanced Edition, that's the first game of The Witcher, is now free forever on GOG Galaxy. All you have to do is download the program. 
Uh, and it, you know, it's been given away many times before. Obviously, it's gone very cheap, but now this is an incentive for people to try out GOG Galaxy. Now, all of that being said, if you haven't played the game before and you want to, just be ready for some very janky gameplay. A lot of people recommend that you actually do just skip to the second game, or even the third, either way works fine. Or just be prepared to heavily mod it. And the other story here is if you're into JRPGs, then you can now pick up Dragon Quest XI Definitive Edition. The original game has been on PC for a few years, the Definitive Edition on the Switch for a year or so. Uh, now you can pick up the full experience on PC, as well as Xbox and PlayStation. Feel free to check that out. All right, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. There were some other stories, but they weren't all that interesting. I'd like to give a huge shout out to Ni, or Gani, or Genie, and Robert for leaving me five-star reviews. Greatly appreciated. And I'll be back tomorrow with even more news, okay? So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hey, hey, it's the TGO After Show. Welcome. Oh man, I just had what I was going to talk about on the top of my head and now I've forgotten. Hold on. Oh, that's it. It's gone. Gotta hate when that happens. Well, let's look at, uh, let's look at the news that happened today. Yeah, Starbreeze is an interesting one. I think, uh, I've had my eye on them basically ever since the whole, uh, report came out about them going to crap. And it's very interesting to see how they kind of turned things around over the last couple of years. And also the fact that Payday is still probably going to be valuable to them. With the right management, they could have done so much better than they did. And if you read the uh, the Eurogamer report on how they fell, it's actually quite crazy. They had a they had a CEO who was just investing in things left and right. They were just crunching like crazy to get out The Walking Dead because you know they had no money. They had to get the game out on time, and that was because they did a bunch of investments in places where they shouldn't. Anyway, so yeah, it's nice to see that they've kind of turned things around, and we'll see. You know, if, if they can get Payday Three out there. And it's a good game and people like it. I mean, you know, they sold a ton with Payday 2. I don't see why 3 wouldn't work out. Won't be for another couple of years, though. It's probably going to be like 2022 or 2023, something like that. They're going to need a publisher, obviously, to uh, fund that. Anyway, those were the, the biggest stories from the weekend. I, I was going to talk about Cyberpunk, but I think I'm going to hold off either a day or two. Because there there's a valuable story there, I think. You know, the game comes out on Thursday. And there, there's something to think about when it comes to how the marketing has been, how they've handled the review system so far, which is to say not a lot of reviewers have gotten their hands on a code yet. It's just like, you know, it's one of the most hyped games in the last five years, and they didn't handle it all that well, in my opinion. So, you know, let's talk about that soon. And uh, yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about at the beginning. Okay, so... Basically, you know how I've been really busy with my school projects over the last weekend? Well, I ended up getting into multiple roadblocks where I was basically like, there were things I could work on, but they weren't the important things. One of them was technological issues. So I basically had to wait for tech support on a certain one. And thank goodness for my prof. He was just like a saint when it comes to understanding what was going on and giving me a deadline or a, an extended deadline, I should say. And then the other thing I had to do was a bunch of readings for uh, my class, to, well, today, by the time you're listening to this, Monday, except the readings that they told us to do were not the readings that they posted. They were two different sets of readings, and I was very confused, so I emailed one of the TAs, and then the TA was like, oh, that's weird, I don't know which one you're supposed to do. So we had to loop in the professor of, like, you know, he has TAs because he, he has, like, 400 students in the class or something. So I emailed the prof and I'm like, hey, which set of readings am I supposed to do? And then I didn't get really get a response until later in the day, which meant that 
the important stuff that I really had to do that day. I had to push it aside for other stuff. All because I was waiting on, on these two things. So, anyway, the state of that tech support is still in flux. So I'm gonna have to worry about that over the course of the next week. And then otherwise, it's just studying for my only exam on Wednesday. Hopefully it will go smoothly. Wish me luck. But uh, probably after that exam, I'm going to be free. So it'll be uh, open programming until Christmas comes around. And then I got to figure out what I'm doing for uh, for my time off. Man, that's going to be... I don't know. We'll see if I can pre-record something for every day of the time that I'm gone. If you have any ideas, throw it my way. If it, so, you know, something I can do over the course of multiple days and not just unique topics for every single day, because that's a lot of work. But anyway, I'll, I'll give it some thought. I was thinking about doing like a a countdown to my top five games of the year or something like that. I think that would be fun. And then every single day was like a different, you know, I start with five and then I go up to one. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it some more later. Uh, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Farewell.